Hello everyone, my name is always Asmal. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be on the podcast tomorrow morning. Don't forget to like and subscribe and click on the notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you're joining us live, Please drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. My guest for this week is Alton Pullen, Senior Lecturer of Accounting at the University of the Western Cape, uh, PhD candidate and founder of an e-learning company. Alton, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me always. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Let's jump straight into questions. Yeah. Tell us your story. Awesome. Where do you come from? And maybe even outside of work, who is Alton Pullen? Okay, awesome. Um, so who's Alton Pullen right now? I am, uh, I'm a husband um, uh, to my beautiful wife now of 10 years, uh, Alexis. Um, and yeah, we've been married for 10 years. Uh, we have two beautiful boys, uh, three and one, that keeps us busy and on our toes. Um, yeah, so that's who I am outside of work. But of course, I'm always mindful when I work that those are they are my first priority um and yeah so and my journey well i'm i'm a Capetonian, born and bred uh in belhar the united states of belhar um and yeah went to study at um started my or went to high school at the settlers high school not just settlers you must get it right it's the settlers high school uh, in belville um and then i went to um yeah i started i started at stellenbosch like yourself, Stellenbosch University, but it was a bit of a party animal back then. Some people that know me now might not believe you. Um, so yeah, I had to drop out, lost my bursary, all of those things. Um, and then I, I I joined UWC in 2000 and as a first, well, I joined as a second year student. I think it was 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2004. And then I finished my degree and my honors at UWC. Yeah, and then I don't know if you need me to go on, but then eventually I went to do articles at PwC Stellenbosch, uh, which was an awesome experience. Uh, then I, put a sh I had a short stint as an audit manager uh, just so that they could pay my psycho fees. At, uh, <laughs> uh, and, um, and, then, and then I became an, yeah. <laughs> and then I was an FM as well for a short stint at a publishing company called uh, Sun Media Stellenbosch. Um, and then, yeah, ever since May 2012, I've been at UWC uh, lecturing management accounting. Uh, yeah, and I've been loving it, and it's been just an awesome career. Never thought that I'd, I'd have such a, yeah, just a, a great career in lecturing. I always knew I loved lecturing and teaching, um, but I didn't knew that it would be, it would take off the way it has. Yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Uh, since 2012, it means you're going in almost on 10 years. So, yes. <laughs> that's almost, not... yeah, almost 10, yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe let's why did you decide to go into academia because i mean it seems a little bit like the, the road less traveled it, it yeah it does i i i think well i think um i think firstly um i i absolutely love people absolutely love to impart um and you know even though i don't know everything i actually like to try and help um and i think i saw that from my parents my parents are the most giving people um and my dad uh, is a teacher retired now but he's a teacher um 
Uh, and yeah, so I think teaching was sort of always in me. Um, and so seeing him as a teacher uh, and realizing, well, as a CIA, I can actually become a teacher as well. Um, that was quite eye-opening and, and made lecturing a possibility. Um, and then at Varsity, um, being able to be a tutor um, to help your peers um, was also sort of eye-opening. Um, and then also, you know, like I, I loved your intro about there's more than one way to be successful. Um, I think th the traditional CA route was like you had to either be an auditor or climb the corporate ladder. I think what I saw at, at university was um, that lecturing is an alternative career. Um, and I think I was quite um, uh, impacted by my lecturers at the time at university that just the time and the, the time they had for me and the one on one interaction. Um, and that made me think, well, you know, when I eventually qualify, I might consider lecturing as well. And then the flexibility does help because lecturing is, yeah, does allow you flexibility. Um, yeah, so, so, so all of that, um, kind of came together. And then when I did the auditing thing, um, I did the financial manager thing and I realized the corporate space, at least not full-time is not for me. Um, and then. I was fortunate to keep close contact with my lecturers at, at UWC. Um, and yeah, and the minute the post opened up at UWC, they told me about it. Uh, and the next thing I knew I was, I didn't even, I didn't even tell them um, like, you know, it must be auditing, it must be tax. I just said, whatever post you have, I'm gonna, I'll come. Um, and then I ended up in math and I'm so grateful for that because uh, I can't imagine lecturing anything else now. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so. <laughs> And, and I think what helped me uh, was that I joined academia very early on in my in my CA career. I think it becomes a lot more difficult when you join after 10 years of being uh, in corporate because uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a just financially it's a big change because to go from a corporate salary to an academic academic salary might be a might be a challenge. But I joined early on. So for me, I didn't have to make those decisions. Um, yeah. I'm speaking a lot. But... <laughs> no, no, please, please, please do. Yeah. But a, f a few months ago, I noticed that quite a few universities looking for, for accounting lecturers. There seems to be a lack yeah. of supply of people wanting to go into academia. Why is that? And how can we fix that? Um, sure, I, I, I've, I've seen that as well. Um, well, probably something I was going to say at the end, but I mean, I, I've also, I'm also about to leave UWC, but we can chat about that at the end, <laughs> perhaps. Um, but um, I think there are a lot of, there was a time when most newly qualified CS didn't want to lecture. So there was quite a, quite a long period. And, and I think um, you have literally the old God, I'm by no means saying people, people are old. So if my colleagues are watching, I'm not saying you guys are old, um, but I think that you you have the old guard that is leaving and they're retiring and so that's obviously leaving quite a void uh, and so there's a lot of positions open um and then added to that i think as as what happens in i guess most um in, in corporate as well uh, but probably more in universities that the requirements to 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 promote to the next level has become a lot more difficult than it was in the past uh, and so that leaves quite a quite a big gap at certain let's call it promotion levels. So we have lecturer, senior lecturer, associate professor, and professor. Um, and so we you find that it's difficult to be an associate professor and a professor, but you still need feet on the ground. Um, and so the, that means you need a lot more 
lecturers and senior lecturers. Uh, and that's why, so coupled with the, the old guard leaving and the fact that you need more feet on the ground to fill that void between lecturer and associate professor um, and senior, uh, yeah, full professor, that I, th I think that is contributing to why uh, there's a lot more post. And I think um, there's just a lot growing interest uh, in the CA profession, I think, um, and that obviously brings with it more students. Um, and yeah, we're just, just surprised how just increasingly every year people are still interested in becoming a CA and just speaks a lot to our, to the designation. If anybody's got any questions for Alton, please add them to the comment section. We'll deal with all the questions towards the end. And I see somebody struggling with sound. So if anybody else can comment and see if anybody else is also having any issues. Um, let's talk uh, UWC accounting. It seems mm -hmm. to me that uh, there's a bit of a branding problem. It doesn't seem to be people's first choice that like people push UCT and they push Stellenbosch. Yet every person that I've met that's come through the CTA program uh, at UWC has always been top mm. quality. So uh, like, mm. how, how, do we, how do we bridge that gap? Yeah, I think it's a difficult question because I mean we're in between. So you have UCT, who is you know, um, you know, close to Table Mountain, beautiful there, and then you have Stellenbosch, it's in the wineries, and then we we're quite in the middle. Um, so I think you are right. It's, it's a branding problem, but also you got to remember UCT and Stellenbosch has been around for a lot longer. Um, so um, you know, I think I mean. Stellenbosch, I think they're 100 years old, where I think UWC is maybe just over 50. So, so that um, that is also contributing to it. And then the accounting department at UWC is, is also a lot younger than UCT and Stellenbosch. Um, and so obviously, um, when you think those Stellenbosch, UCT is you know a lot older, the people who then come out of those universities and end up in companies, uh, the the uct candidates and the stellenbosch candidates are quite entrenched in those companies and so when they go out and and market they are you know in a sense looking for uwc and uct and maybe not intentionally but that's just you know when you come from a university that's that's who you're going to try and punt um so it's not like they you know prejudice in uwc but i do think it's important for for those of us who do come from uwc to have to have more of a voice um and i think we are seeing that and i think that they like you said there are a lot more um they are a lot not a lot more a lot a lot of people from uwc that are making quite a lot of inroads in the industry and we're grateful for platforms like this that you give us to be able to showcase showcase uwc um but yeah so i think we definitely have more to... people on yeah yeah um i can give you some names <laughs> um but I do think we have to be more intentional uh, about the branding. Um, that's that definitely. I'm not going to, you know, try and cover that. I think, yeah, you know, we do. We do need to be more intentional about it. Okay, great. I see you. I mean, you've 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 also got a master's in financial management from UCT, and you're working on your doctorate at Stellenbosch. How was the experience of doing the master? I mean, and your doctorate is in education, so not even in uh, finance. Like, mm. would you recommend? How was the experience and would you recommend others doing the same or taking that same path? Um, yeah, um, so so I did the MCOM finance at UCT um, and it was sort of a natural enrolling for that master's because I became a math lecturer that I needed to do a master's uh, in, in management accounting, so whether it was costing or finance. Um, and at the time, uh, there's just been there was just so many people that you know sort of advised me that you know the MCOM finance at UCT was 
uh, well, at least the most popular course to go and do um, to just advance your math technical knowledge. And um, and yeah, I, I it was a big change because you know as uh, which is what I advocate for a lot now is that the CA profession or the CA designation is great, but when we were studying, we were so aimed at passing an exam, which was the ITC and the at that time I wrote the PPE. Um, but a master's and a PhD is 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 aimed at advancing knowledge, and which is quite a you know so it's quite a change. So you know you have to write a thesis, and and, and so that was quite a big change for me because I've, I've I've always just had to study for a test and try and pass it, and you become good at it, right? I mean, you do enough past papers, um, you know, you become good at passing tests, but now all of a sudden you have to make an argument for what you believe in. That's what thesis writing is about. So that was that was quite a challenge um the masters was um the first year of my masters was okay because it was coursework and some project but the second year became harder uh because there was a thesis component but luckily it was a smaller component um but yeah that was that was a a big change but a good change because it you know everywhere you go you learn from you know uh from different situations and i i definitely learned a lot from from that and also because i started out at Telembosch, even though i failed um, and I obviously finished up at UWC, but then I went, and then I went to UCT. So what, what it also gave me is like, you know, it's now the third university in Cape Town. So I got that perspective as well. What, what is it to be a UCT student as well, which was also awesome. So, um, and that, I think that also grew me uh, like just people dynamics, uh, cause cultures are different on at different universities. So I think that also fit into, uh, who I am today that, it, you know, I had that different experience. Um, and then. The PhD, just by the way, I'm not finished everyone. I'm still in the latter stages. Um, the PhD has just been challenging because just life stage. I mean, it's challenging because it's actually a full-time job, but I'm doing it, you know, on top of a full-time job. Um, but also the life stage I'm at, you know, married with two kids and trying to find time for it. Yeah, it's that's been challenging, but it's just the way it's transformed my thinking is just yeah, just phenomenal. I can't I can't put it into words. Um but it, it is transformative. So I started out the PhD because I want to, you know, climb the academic ladder. Um, but now I'm at the point where I'm just doing it for myself, like because I can see how it's just transformed my thinking and because it's philosophy, <laughs> um, which is probably maybe one thing I want to cover. Um, so, so I'm doing a PhD in philosophy of education because I realized that I am out and out the teacher um, and, I, you know, there are educational practices and things that we didn't get as you know when we were qualifying as CAs. i mean you, you become a ca and automatically they tell you you can lecture students um but actually you we know very little about education like what it means to educate and the different people's learning styles and different people's philosophies about learning uh so that's been quite a quite a, quite an eye quite eye-opening and i'm reading up on philosophers you know i and I, I suppose most of the people on this chat can relate you know adversity when uh you were studying i think at stellenbosch it was BREC. um so when you were a BREC student um and you heard someone was studying arts you almost laughed at them it's like what do you do i mean like <laughs> like do you even study i'm like it's uh afrikaans <laughs> mensen, concert. yeah yeah it's um but now, you know, now I'm realizing they actually got something that we didn't get. I mean, they were exposed to anthropology and, you know, the, the way different people think, different traditions. Um, and that has so much value for education. 
Uh, and that's what I'm doing now, learning about now and writing about now, which has just been, I can't put it into words, it's just been phenomenal. Um, but it's been quite a change. That's why I got no hairs because it's a lot of the stuff goes over my head. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been, been quite a journey, this PhD. Okay. No, I mean, that gives people a good understanding if it's something that they're interested in, in, in pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. I see your LinkedIn also says you're a founder of an e-learning company. Is that a side yeah. hustle? Is it a full-time thing? Because uh, it seems like lots of people are going the side hustle way just to learn something new or yeah. try something different. Yeah, yeah. It's very much a side hustle. So if my bosses are listening, it's not, it's a side hustle. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, interesting thing. Um, so the company is called Elite Accounting Trading Solutions. Um, and something that's quite dear to me was in 2016, uh, my wife and I had a stillbirth, uh, so we lost our first baby, and Sorry. the baby uh, he was, he's, yeah, no, thank you, thank you, and yeah, so his name was Eli, um, and so, um, so yeah, so he passed away 37 weeks in the womb, so he passed away, and then, um, so as part of you know, part of me dealing with the loss um, was like, you know, maybe I should start something that will make me, you know, remember him somehow. Um, not that I would ever forget, but I thought, you know, in honor of, of him, I, I, you know, I, I think I remember when I wrote it down, it's like, I need to do something that's going to make him proud. Um, so, yeah, I started, started Eli Accounting Training Solutions. And that year was um, that I was, I'm passionate about teaching and accounting. Um, and so it's to, to essentially teach accounting to non-financial experts. So, you know, your typical finance for non-financial managers. Uh, and so that's that's how it started out. It's still very much a side hustle. Um, but so that was 2016. And since then, I've been um, a lot of it has been through Stellenbosch's executive development um, school. Um, so I've taught employees from Woolworths, Engine, um, um, TrueWords, Clicks, um, where they send their employees on uh, on a on a training and they just need to understand some basic accounting um skills and and we we take it for granted as you know qualified CAs that you know everyone knows what an income statement is and a balance sheet is um so yeah so that was sort of my way of trying to start a so-called successful company on the side with the name Eli um, um yeah and and right now it's still very much a side hustle but it's moved to an e-learning company because it's you know I do it remotely now and it's probably about in total in a year I do about 10 to 12 days uh, of gigs that you know that's available um just based on my schedule so yeah that that's what it's about and and hopefully it will expand and grow um um need to come and you know have coffee with you to you know to you know to grow it as you know put in my entrepreneurship hat but but for now i think uh just given everything i'm busy with i'm i'm happy that it's of where, where it is now okay so i mean 10 12 it's maybe one so once a month but I mean, you're lecturing full time. You're doing this PhD full time. You're doing this side hustle. What advice do you have <laughs> for someone who's thinking of of doing things outside of the or or doing a PhD outside of their normal work and taking on other things? Do you have any advice for them? Um, I think so. A good uh, a good friend of mine. She she has this phrase. She says, you know, we are all in becoming, um, and I think most CAs look we're always trying to remember you we when you were qualifying as a CA there was always this I have to do my undergrad I have to do CTA then write the two board exams so there was always like this next thing right 
Um, and so being able to grow is almost like innate in us, not just us as CAs or aspiring as CAs, but I think most of us have this 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 uh, uh, need to grow. Um, and and I think it's you know uh, the advice I would have is what are the areas you would like to grow in, um, and very often that's linked to the things that you are passionate about. Now, now I have this tension with passion because um, you shouldn't follow everything that you're passionate about. I mean, you especially shouldn't tell a teenager they must follow their passions. But um, <laughs> um, but I think your 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 passions are a good indicator. So when you are passionate about something, it's a good indication about you know what you may be interested in. So so. So when you realize I'm passionate about something and, and it, may, it may be outside of the norm, um, I think that's usually a good indicator that you might like want to explore. Um, and for me, the philosophy thing or the education thing was that I was passionate about helping people um, and I'm passionate about understanding how different people think and the fact that we can disagree but still move together. Um, that I'm, I'm passionate about that. So, so I would say um, we all have this innate ability to grow and maybe you want to just think about what are you passionate about? Um, and, and then yeah, just read up about that further and just see where that can take you. I mean, uh, yeah. So maybe if I can add, if you find something you're passionate about, it feels less like work, work. So you're more likely to, to put more into it. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's my last question. I'm mm -hmm. going to ask you the question I like asking everyone is what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self, considering that you gave us the story of the way you got, you got through your career? What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I think, sure. Um, if the, yeah, if there's one, one piece of advice that I would give my younger self, I think it would to trust the, to trust the fact that I can just be myself. Um, I think that um, uh, we find ourselves in, in different spaces and places, especially on the CA journey, because I mean, I'm this kid from Belar, um, you know, then I go to Stellenbosch and I meet this other, you know, other uh, people. Um, and you, there's this perception there because they came from a certain place that they are way better than you. Then you go to PwC where it's like, uh, or, you know, where it's the cream of the crop, everybody was sort of top of the class and and so you go on this journey so you you or at least my experience was that i i was always questioning myself well 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 do i belong and is, is everyone looking down on me because i'm not as smart as this or i don't look this way i don't speak this way or um and and what i'm finding that it's you know i can trust myself you know just just be myself um and 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 yeah and part of what helped me to trust myself is i realized that you know, everybody just wants to feel like they're valued. Um, that's certainly what's important to me. And if I just trust myself to make the next person feel valued, um, I would have just told my younger self to just keep continue to trust that. Because I mean, there were moments where I'm like, I don't belong here. I should. Yeah. But when I look back, I'm like, that's actually if I just did that, I would have saved myself a lot of pain and heartache. But I mean, none of the pain and heartache was, you know, was for, wasted at all. I think we all go through that, especially, well, I don't sound like everybody else, but I, I sound like me and that's important. That's yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
through. I don't see any questions coming through. There's a, uh, there's a lot of people who are just quite happy to see you uh, on the comments. So nothing, no questions from the audience. Um, is there okay. any, um, in terms of last few words, I know you mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, but uh, maybe talk to us a little bit more about what you wanted to talk to us about earlier. Um, yeah, so so um, the I guess the, the new project that I'm busy with, not a project. So yeah, uh, I've sadly, um, but also positively, um, I it's end of December is my last day at UWC. Uh, I'll be joining the Mopark team, uh, CA Connected Mopark, uh, from the first of Jan as yeah in yeah, as the le senior lecturer in the math team there. Um, yeah, so that that's exciting, but. Um, I'm obviously UWC has just been such an amazing journey. Like I could not have imagined um, this, like you said, the small university in between the two big universities and the you know the, the career that I've had and um, yeah, just how people outside of UWC you know came to look for me um, and to do stuff. Like I could not have imagined that. Um, so it's been an amazing journey. Um, but I'm also yeah also looking forward to to my um, to my journey at at Mopark. Um um yeah I, so that's sort of the new thing the new big thing that that is happening on my side breaking news for lack of a better word <laughs> <laughs> and the, the show has been live yeah. on youtube and will be available on the podcast uh, by tomorrow if you're watching on youtube or listening on the podcast and you feel this added value don't forget to like subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out Alton, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Always, I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of thank Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye.